Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Andrew Graham from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Devin. Canada's former Governor General has been named as Canada's Special Rapporteur. That's right. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made the announcement yesterday saying that former Governor General David Johnston has been asked to look into allegations of foreign meddling in Canada's last two federal elections while also recommending what the Liberal government should do about it. This could include a public inquiry, which opposition parties have been calling for in recent weeks after Global News and the Globe and Mail newspaper reported allegations of Chinese interference into the, in the 2019 and 2021 federal elections. His recommendations, which could also involve calling for some other independent review process, will be made public, and the Liberal government has said it will abide by the guidance. In a written statement yesterday, Trudeau said the appointment was made after consultations with all parties in the House of Commons. Now, Johnston was named Governor General on the advice of former Conservative Prime Minister Stephen Harper in 2010, and his term was extended under Trudeau until 2017. During his seven years as vice regal, he became the most one of the most well-traveled governor generals in Canadian history, leading more than 50 international visits. That included trips to China, which is now the focus of foreign interference allegations. A landmark in Old South appears to be on its last lap. That's right. Londoners who have made a splash in Thames Pool over the years are now upset the facility may be decommissioned. That's the recommendation from city staff who cite ongoing structural damage and infrastructure concerns at the nearly 100-year-old pool. First built in 1927 and redesigned in 2010, little ones have learned to swim there and athletes, including Olympic gold medalist Maggie McNeil, have trained in the 50-meter pool. But Thames' history may come to an end if city councillors approve a recommendation from staff to decommission the site at Rideout and Horton Street. They say closing the facility is the most fiscally responsible option given the damage and infrastructure issues present. But the decision has not gone over well with some in the community. Wardley Village resident and Dad Club London co-founder Jeremy McCall told 980CFPL he hopes the pool can be saved. Even Maggie McNeil herself responded on Twitter saying she was devastated as it was her favorite pool growing up in London. McNeil added it's the only 50-meter outdoor pool in the city and worth the investment to keep it open. It was also her preferred pool to train in three years ago when she was preparing for the Tokyo Olympics. The motion will go before the Community and Protective Services Committee next week. Rent continues to rise dramatically in London. Yeah, no real surprise here. A new report shows a 23% increase year over year in listed rent prices in London. Now, according to Rentals.ca's most recent national rent report, a one-bedroom unit is going for just under $1,800 on average in London, while a unit with two bedrooms clocks in at just over $2,100. London is currently listed as the 19th most expensive rental market in Canada, up from 23rd a year ago. Looking at nationwide figures, average rents across Canada have dipped about 1.5% compared to three months ago. Prices, however, remain at about 9.1% higher. That's 9.1% compared to the same time last year. There was a tragic death in Elmer yesterday. That's right. Police in the town say an 18-year-old man has died following an industrial accident. 
Officers say it was around 10.45 yesterday morning when the incident happened at Elgin Fields off John Street North. Investigators say the 18-year-old employee was working in the area of a grain elevator feed when he lost his footing and fell into the shaft below, suffering life-threatening injuries. He was transported to a hospital in St. Thomas, where he was pronounced dead. The Ministry of Labor has been notified, and the investigation is ongoing. There's another chapter in the Flares saga. They have launched a multi-million dollar lawsuit after four of their planes were seized last week. The Edmonton-based airline filed a $50 million lawsuit in the Ontario Superior Court against several plane leasing companies over the seizure last weekend of four of its aircraft. Now, the filings allege the Airborne Capital and three affiliated leasing corporations secretly found a better deal for the Boeing 737 Maxes with a third party and then, quote, set flare up for default. The airline says it was not given notice, preventing it from alerting or rebooking affected customers. Flair says agents arrived at airports in Toronto, Edmonton, and Waterloo early Saturday morning to confiscate the registration certificates and technical logs on board. And we are learning new details about Quentin Tarantino's final movie. That's right. The final movie from an iconic director and screenwriter, The Hollywood Reporter, says the 10th and final film from Quentin Tarantino as the working title of The Movie Critic. Now, the publication cites sources describing the plot as being set in the late 1970s, Los Angeles with a female lead. No date yet for when that will come out, uh, Devin, so still some time to catch up on the other nine films if you haven't seen them. He's got some great ones. I'm hoping he's not sticking to that uh, ten films and he's done, but he seems to be pretty firm on it, so we'll see. Sadly so, sadly so. Well, let's see what happened on this day in history. In AD 37, uh, or 37 AD is the other way to say that, Roman Emperor Tiberius died. He was succeeded by Caligula, who by all accounts was a totally normal guy. In 1660, the British Long Parliament of the Puritans ended after sitting for 20 years. In 1830, the New York Stock Exchange had its slowest day in history with just 31 shares trading. In 1917, Prince Michael Romanov abdicated as Tsar of Russia after only one day on the throne. In 1926, the first liquid-fueled rocket was launched by Dr. Robert Goddard in Auburn, Massachusetts. It reached an altitude of 12.5 meters and traveled 56 meters. In 1946, one of Canada's most sensational murder cases began when the torso of a 40-year-old railway worker, John Dick, was found in Hamilton. Police later arrested his estranged wife, Evelyn, who was found with the body of their seven-month-old son as well. She was later convicted, but that was overturned on appeal, but was also convicted in the death of her son. Her father was also arrested and convicted for his part in the crimes. In 1955, NHL President Clarence Campbell suspended Montreal Canadiens star Maurice Richard for the balance of the season and the playoffs for abusing an official. The decision sparked the Richard riot the next night in Montreal. In 1971, the Ontario government filed a $25 million lawsuit against Dow Chemical of Canada for ecological damage of the Great Lakes. In 1989, Kurt Browning became the fourth Canadian in 78 years to win the Men's World Figure Skating Championship. 
He would go on to win the title four times in five years. He ended his amateur career when he turned professional in 1994. In 2005, actor Robert Blake was acquitted of murder and the shooting death of his wife, Bonnie Lee Blakey, in 2001. He was later found liable in civil court in order to pay her children $30 million. On this day in 2020, Major League Baseball pushed back opening day until mid-May at the earliest over the COVID-19 pandemic. Also in 2020, Cineplex said it would close its 165 theaters across the country until at least April the 2nd over the COVID-19 pandemic. And on this day in 2020, Federal Health Minister Patty Haidu said the government recommended that Canadians avoid gatherings of over 50 people to slow the spread of COVID-19. That was a change from gatherings of 250 people recommended just days earlier. Happy birthday to Camille, who turns 44 today. You share a birthday with London native Victor Garber, who turns 74. Flavor Flav is 64. Todd McFarlane turns 62. Lauren Graham is 56. And Blake Griffin turns 34.